calling all aspiring podcasters. This is your sign to start your own podcast because we have just the right tool for you. Before we started podcasting, we really thought that everything would be such a hassle, especially the editing. But we found the best and most convenient all-around podcast tool out there, Podmachine. Podmachine will take care of all your podcasting needs. From audio production, designs, and marketing growth, all you have to do is sit back, relax, and keep creating great content that sounds professional. It's time for you to start sounding like a pro with Podmachine today. Sign up and get a free episode trial. And once you're convinced of how good it can be and how it helped us, you can start for as low as only $49.99 for four episodes in a month. But wait, there's more. If you use our code PHMURDER, all caps, no spaces, you get one free episode credit upon subscribing. Just head on to podmachine.com and let them do the dirty work so you can do the fun stuff and sound like a pro. Podcast Network Asia. Shocking, sad, revealing, and deeply researched, PH Murder Stories Podcast covers the true account of infamous killings and true crime stories from the Philippines. There's no such thing as questions, just hidden answers. Stay tuned as we revisit the inconceivable crimes that exist. Some listeners may find the following content of PH Murder Stories highly disturbing due to its graphic nature. PH Murder Stories does not condone nor promote violence of all sorts. Viewer discretion is advised. To all our listeners, Thank you so much for tuning in to our episodes. Today marks our first anniversary, and we are very grateful for your love and support throughout our podcasting journey. PH Murder Stories now has more than 36,000 plays and has been listened to by more than 75 countries worldwide. And because of your support and our team's dedication to creating more quality episodes, we are pleased to inform you that we have joined Podcast Network Asia. Podcast Network Asia is the first and the biggest podcast network agency in Southeast Asia. And we are very excited about the opportunity to join its community with over 150 plus podcasters. The PH Murder Stories team consists of avid true crime podcast listeners and readers. We started this podcast as a way for us to get creative during the pandemic. And we hope you've been keeping safe and strong during these trying times. As a tribute to your everlasting support, we will be narrating a horrific case that recently happened to a young British Filipina mother who ended up being one of the most gruesome murders in Greece. But before we start, we'd like to give a special shout out to all the people that helped us with our journey. First, we would like to thank Campmaster Earl, the host of the Philippine Campfire Stories podcast. We have a crossover episode regarding Father Juan Severino Maliari the first ever documented serial killer in the Philippines. Make sure to check out both of our episodes, available on all podcast platforms. Next, we would like to express our gratitude to Ms. Bianca Micaela, 
host of Just Another Podcast with Mick. We collaborated on an episode that featured Juan Luna's dark past in Paris, France. This episode is also available on all podcast platforms. Aside from our collaborated episode, Bianca Micaela also featured us on YouTube where she invited us to discuss our podcasting experience. So if you want to know more about us, please check out her YouTube channel at Bianca Micaela. And last but not least, we would like to thank Ms. Vera Shaina Placidis and Kuya Ben Hernandez for sending us case suggestions. Vera Shaina suggested the story behind the killing of Diego Belo La Fuente, a Spanish surfer residing in Chargao who was killed by the police because of the war on drugs. While Kuya Ben sent us a story behind the gruesome killing of his father, Benedicto Hernandez, who was a well-respected TV producer and media personality. Both episodes are also available on all podcast platforms. As for our Patreon subscribers, thank you for your never-ending support by donating some of your hard-earned money. Every peso you give is valuable to us, and we hope someday we could earn enough to expand our podcast and produce more quality true crime cases. However, we are signing off our exclusive episodes and will focus on adding more episodes to all your preferred podcast platforms for free. Caroline's murder in May shocked Greece. Her husband describing a violent gang who he said had tied up the parents, threatened their baby child and then killed his wife. In the days after, Ananiastopoulos cut a bereaved and broken figure. Babas said, I heard my wife screaming for help. We screamed not to be hurt. The baby was crying, my wife was crying, and someone or some people were looking through the house to find more money and jewelry. They left the room, and I couldn't hear my wife's voice anymore. On May 11, 2021, 20-year-old British Filipina Caroline Crouch was found dead in the attic of her own home in Glycanera, Greece. After her husband, 33-year-old Babis Anagnostopoulos, initially claimed that three men barged inside their home, tied him up, tortured, and killed his wife in front of their 11-month-old baby girl named Lydia, and stole 30,000 British pounds worth of cash and jewelry. This case gained international attention due to an alleged robbing incident that included the heartless act of killing a woman in front of her family. It makes us wonder how three men who overpowered Caroline's family of three would need to kill her if they only planned to rob them. Nevertheless, the incident alarmed the Greek police that vowed to exert all of their efforts to discover what truly happened to Caroline Crouch. Her husband, Babis and Agnistopoulos was a helicopter pilot in Greece. In the aftermath of his wife's gruesome slaying, the media sensationalized him for becoming a grieving widower for over a month till police found out the real culprit behind his wife's killing. The media was all over this story. Babis almost pulled off an award-winning performance for his act with his notable quotes throughout the course of the investigation. He said, quote, I think it's only a matter of time before the murderers of my wife are found. The investigation is moving in the right direction. The police are literally running around 24-7 and have undertaken a huge investigation so as not to miss out on any detail.
unquote. During the initial investigation, the Greek police had no choice but to rely on the husband's testimony because he was the only credible witness. Based on the husband's point of view, he told authorities that the suspects tied him to a chair and tracked down his wife, who was hiding in the attic with her 11-month-old baby. Caroline was beaten and strangled to death by the burglars as she was pressured to reveal where the money and jewelry were kept, threatening her child's life. The husband overheard one of the burglars say, quote, Tell us where the money is, or we will kill the baby. Unquote. At some point, the thieves aimed a gun at the baby's temple. It was causing more fear in a very scary situation. According to Babis, quote, I told them where I hid the money, so that the torment could end quickly. But instead, I heard my wife constantly screaming for help, tied to the bed. We screamed at them not to hurt us. The baby was crying, and my wife was crying, as they were searching the house for money and jewelry. Unquote. Both husband and wife begged the robbers to stop and told them where they would find the valuables. Shockingly, the perpetrators killed Caroline, who was found beside her 11-month-old baby girl. Meanwhile, as soon as Caroline's husband broke away after being tied up in the chair, he immediately went to the attic and found his wife's lifeless body beside their unharmed daughter. Afterward, he promptly called the police for assistance. Based on his testimony, he told the authorities that one of the suspects, who tied up his wife, had a foreign dialect that he did not recognize. The police then proceeded to show mugshots of various persons of interest and played tape recordings of different dialects and languages to Caroline's husband. Later on, they pointed out that the alleged robbers were from Albania. However, it would be proven nonsense as this story moves forward. Hi, dear listener. My name is Christine Abregana, and I've just started a podcast that covers true crime cases from all over Asia. It is called Asia in the Shadows, a true crime podcast. Ever heard of the eight immortal restaurant massacre of Macau? Or the pop star turned killer from Malaysia? Or perhaps the mysterious death of a Maldivian model with blue eyes in Bangladesh? If not, then make sure to tune in to Asia in the Shadows, a true crime podcast where I will be sharing three stories every month on a Wednesday about the most jarring crimes in Asia. For more information, make sure to follow us on Instagram at AITSPod. See you soon. In looking for possible suspects, the Greek police have initially focused on a Georgian national with a criminal record, specifically for violent robberies, who was caught attempting to leave the country shortly after the crime. Two teams of officers from the Homicide and Burglary Departments 
scanned through the records of felons recently released from prison. They were confident that the mistakes made by the ruthless perpetrators will lead to their location and arrest. Meanwhile, detectives from Greece had no leads from DNA samples taken at the crime scene and from the elements found under Caroline's fingernails. To add insult to injury, CCTV footage at the crime scene also proved useless as they were either faulty or had no memory cards. Initially, the authorities thought the suspects removed the cards to cover their tracks, as it was too much of a coincidence that all of it went missing. Eventually, the police could not find any trace of the gang, including the Georgian suspect that maintained his innocence regarding this case, who allegedly carried out the robbery and killing of Caroline Crouch, which meant the case was heading nowhere. Through the Ministry of Public Order, the Greek government had issued a 300,000 euro reward for any information that may lead to the killer's capture. The frequency of crime in Greece is low compared to other countries located in the European Union. That is why the killing of Caroline Crouch became a sensational case nationwide, because of how extremely brutal and violent of an experience she and her family had gone through. Meanwhile, Caroline's parents, British man David Crouch and Filipino woman Susan De La Cruz were devastated by their daughter's passing. A few days after Caroline's terrible death, her family decided to lay her to rest at a hilltop cemetery located on the island of Alonisos, where the Crouch family was based. Her funeral was attended by hundreds of mourners, which consisted of Caroline's friends and family members. Shops in the area suspended their services, also to pay their respects to Caroline. A few moments before burying the casket, Babis and Agnostopoulos would perform another act by guiding his daughter, baby Lydia, to lay a flower on her mother's coffin as the mourners bid goodbye to Caroline. According to medical reports, Caroline's cause of death was asphyxiation. They also found several bruises on her lips and tongue, possibly caused by a sharp object consistent with torture which her husband previously claimed that the perpetrators tortured his wife. Earlier, the Greek police conducted their investigation through the testimony from Caroline's husband. But it came from nowhere, and obviously, they needed a new strategy. Instead of solely focusing on the testimony from Babis and Agnostopoulos, the authorities found another way to put the pieces together through smart technology, particularly the husband and wife's fitness tracker and smartwatch. Based on the police timeline of consolidated events gathered from the crime scene that happened on May 11, 2021, at 12.35 a.m., Babis Anagnostopoulos was seen with his daughter, baby Lydia, from a CCTV camera located in their living room texting Caroline. At 1.20 a.m., the victim's husband removed the CCTV memory cards that caused a camera blackout. For more than two hours, both husband and wife were exchanging offensive text messages with one another. At 4.05 a.m., data collected from Caroline's smartwatch indicated that she died between 4.05 a.m. and 4.11 a.m. When an increase in her heart rate was recorded, 
based on the coroner's report. A few minutes earlier, at 3.58 a.m., Caroline's heart rate reflected a person who was asleep. Then, at 4.05 a.m., her pulse increased abruptly by 50% from a state of sleep, which meant a person experienced an extreme state of mental or physical stress. At this moment, Caroline was fighting for her life against her attacker in front of their infant daughter. She must have fought so hard to save her life, but her killer overpowered her. At 4.11 a.m., Caroline's smartwatch had stopped detecting her heart rate, which means it could possibly be her time of death. She died in a very painful manner. She was beaten and strangled to death at the hands of her husband that she married three years ago and had a baby girl with him 11 months ago. At 6 a.m., Babes and Agnostopoulos called the police, almost two hours after Caroline's supposed time of death. Meanwhile, the Greek police found out the activity tracker on the smartphone of Babis, which indicated another version of the events would later on become the turning point from the previous lies he told the authorities and the public. According to investigators, the activity tracker on his phone showed him moving around the house when he claimed that he was tied up. The recorded time at which the CCTV memory cards were removed from the home security camera also told a different story to his version of events. After studying both the camera and the memory cards, the investigators determined that it was removed four or five hours before the specific time that the victim's husband told the authorities the suspects left their residence. Furthermore, the Greek police also reviewed Caroline's diary, which they obtained as evidence, and discovered that she was planning to leave her husband. On July 3, 2020, when their baby daughter Lydia was a month old, Caroline wrote, quote, Today, my little one is a month old. It's also the day I told Babby, her husband, I want to leave. I feel awful. Unquote. She continues by writing that she found a house in Halandri, a suburb of Athens, and adding that she was thinking of leaving him before she got pregnant, but eventually stayed with him because she didn't want her daughter to grow up without a father. The diary also includes numerous entries where Caroline blames her hormones for the couple's fights and says she felt ashamed that her hormones strongly affected her. Still, her husband had no right to kill her, whatever she was feeling. These revelations led the police to schedule another interview with Caroline's husband. After eight hours of interrogation, he finally confessed to killing his wife and staging everything to make it look like his family was a victim of a vicious robbery, including placing their baby girl beside his wife's lifeless body and drowning their family dog to make the crime scene look more brutal and sympathetic towards him. According to Babis, he blacked out and impulsively decided to kill his wife because she threatened to leave him with their daughter. He said, quote, That night, we had been fighting since early in the day. At one point, she threw the baby into its bassinet and told me to get up and leave the house. She pushed me, punched me. I blurred and suffocated her, 
and then I staged the crime scene. Unquote. On the other hand, the Greek police described Caroline's husband as a top-class actor, as he managed to pretend to be devastated on national TV and was able to attend his wife's funeral before his confession. Aside from the efforts shown by the Greek police, the ultimate crime solver that helped figure out the truth behind the killing of Caroline Crouch was the data gathered from her and her killer's smart devices. According to Thanasis Kateranopoulos, the honorary president of the Greek police force, he said, quote, Let's not forget that we live in the era of technology and the answers it gives are like irrefutable witnesses, and they do not get overturned in any courtroom. I am so sorry for the poor woman and her mother who lives with this pain. Unquote. As for the victim's daughter, baby Lydia, at first, her custody went to the parents of Caroline's husband. However, Caroline's parents are seeking sole custody of their grandchild after their son-in-law confessed to the crime. On the third week of June 2021, Babes Anagnostopoulos was charged with murder and the trial is currently ongoing. The suspect's confession caused public outrage worldwide. Caroline Crouch was only 20 years old when her ruthless husband decided to end her life. How could her baby girl take this loss once she is able to understand what happened to her mother? Aside from the painful circumstances that the victim and her family are going through, this case emphasizes that domestic abuse to women from their husbands is still prevalent in the 21st century. No mother deserves to undergo this tragic incident. We hope Caroline and her family get the justice they deserve. Once again, we would like to thank all of you guys for being part of the first anniversary of our podcasting journey. Expect more episodes to be released every second and fourth Saturday of the month. For further updates, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at PH Murder Stories and subscribe to our YouTube channel, PH Murder Stories. If you have case suggestions, please go to our website at phmurderstories.com and fill out the request form at File Your Blotter. Did you like this episode? Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or if you're listening on other platforms, kindly send us a review on our Facebook page or send us a tweet. You can also share our podcast to your Instagram and Facebook stories through Spotify. We're also inviting you to join our Facebook group, PH Murder Stories The Verdict, and participate in our discourse about true crime, both local and international. This group is a safe space for true crime and mystery fans like us who want to engage in thorough discussions about the subject. To all our listeners, we hope you could support us on Patreon. If you're fond of online shopping, 
You can also help our team earn a small commission by clicking our Lazada and Shopee affiliate links found in the description. Any amount you contribute will enormously help support our team to produce more quality content. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.